Hi, this is Heidi. Episode 11, Joy Thieves and Joy Maximizers. This podcast is for people who are seeking confidence, courage, and connection to live their best lives. I'm glad you're here. Hey friends, thanks for being here again today. I love preparing my podcast and picturing all of you listening. Some of you have told me you listen in your car. My friend Jill says she listens on her treadmill. My son's friend Jacob has listened with his dad. My brother told me he has listened to an episode with my eight-year-old niece and they're on the other side of the world. I love how this podcast can connect me with so many important people in my life and new friends of mine who are out there. So in today's episode, I want to share with you a portion of a presentation I gave this past weekend at a regional women's conference sponsored by my church and open to all women here in New England. I know they had over 600 women signed up to attend. And the organizers had been working on this for over a year. It was probably one of the best organized and managed events I have ever been a part of. And it made me so honored that I had been asked to speak for a breakout session there. Now, my presentation was about 40 minutes long, but don't worry, this podcast won't be that. I taught a lot about emotions and things that I've gone over in earlier podcasts. And when I was first given the topic of my session many months ago, they gave me a simple working topic of just joy in the journey. And the ultimate title of the workshop ended up being a bit more sophisticated than that. But it really boiled down to these two things. How can we increase the joy and happiness in our life, knowing full well that life is not meant to be 100% joy? And we all know... The purpose of life is to experience the full spectrum and range of emotions. A life without the highs and lows isn't going to bring us the growth and richness we have the potential to experience. What happens is we can easily be tricked into thinking that life should be all happiness with so much pleasure that's available instantly in our modern world. So we've all become a little unsure how to handle disappointment or sadness or grief or failure or fear when we do feel it in our lives. So I'm going to share with you here what I call the five joy thieves and the five joy maximizers, which honestly sounds a little bit like a woman's undergarment, but whatever, we're going to go with it. I bet you'll be able to identify at least one way that you're creating more negativity for yourself or something you can do to invite more joy into your life. And before I start, I do want to say that many of these topics are ones that I'm going to do an entire podcast on. So here, I'm just going to touch on them maybe on a higher level. And I promise I have a lot more to say on several of these topics. So first, I call these Uh, these two joy thief partners, worry and comparison. These two are these partners, the first thieves. Worry pretends to be necessary. Worry wants to be needed, but it isn't. 
and worry robs us of peace that we can feel today. And honestly, worry has no purpose. It's an indulgent emotion. And worry is really us ruminating over people and things that we have no control over. And I have to tell you, worry doesn't equal love. A lot of times I talk with people who really feel like if they can worry about things or people, it shows that they love them. And that just isn't the case. I caught myself 100% in worry yesterday. I saw it and I told myself, I am making up these worries. Stop it. And then I moved into curiosity. So the key is catching yourself when you're worrying and then just redirecting your brain to something that's useful. Comparison, another joy thief. The fastest way to make yourself feel bad is to start comparing yourself to someone. You're only going to find where you don't measure up. Now, our lives are like different trip itineraries with so many different stops. And we need to honor and trust that our journey is going to teach us what we need to learn and be nice travel companions with others on their journey. And we're all at different stops here in our earthly journey, but we only see each other uh, one stop in one chapter of their lives. And we don't know the total journey or itinerary perspective. So we need to be exactly where we are and just own where we are. And we have no idea where other people have been in their stops, their chapters in their lives. We don't know the baggage that they have with them. And we need to be aware that other people aren't showing us their entire trip itinerary when we meet them. In fact, most of us are dealing with trials that we don't advertise on social media. And we need to never make anything about someone else mean anything about us. Comparing brings out our weaknesses and joy is found in being proud of the good we've been able to create in our lives, not looking for all of our weaknesses and challenges. So we need to be exactly where we are. Now, when we allow this, we can then be happy for other people. This to me is a true sign of a true, true friend to me. And we increase our capacity for joy when we can feel and express goodness for others. So those two were, I, I call them the joy thief partners, worry and comparison. The second joy thief is foreboding joy. Now, Dr. Brene Brown, a super amazing academic who has studied vulnerability and shame for two decades, says that joy is the most terrifying emotion. Imagine that terrifying Why is that? Because feeling joy or any intense positive emotion opens us up for great vulnerability to feel negative emotion. This good thing could be taken away from me. So we soften the positive of the joy and we start dress rehearsing tragedy or waiting for the other shoe to drop. Now, I caught myself doing this. Several years ago, my husband was given a fairly sudden and big promotion to run a new division of his company. And it took us by surprise. And I'll tell you, and I've never told him this until he heard me giving this presentation. I literally could not be happy for like two weeks. The only thing I could think about at this time, like nonstop for two weeks, 
was like how much more vulnerable he was with all this responsibility. He maybe had less job security. What if the company didn't go well? Now that more good had been offered to him, more could be taken away from us. I was making things up that totally were not true. Now, this is foreboding joy. I was trying to dress rehearse tragedy, and it totally robbed me of the pride and happiness and excitement that I could have had during those two weeks. So watch your mind as you catastrophize, picture the worst thing possible to happen. It means that you're resisting a great positive emotion, knowing that it's opening you up for a vulnerability. Okay, the third joy thief is perfectionism. And perfectionism is like armor or full body shields that we wear, but they ultimately do much more damage than the fake protection we think we're getting by wearing them. And I think they're very toxic to our development and connection to others. And perfectionism only distances ourselves from others. And it's totally based on us caring what other people think. It's really a false security. So embracing our reality, our warts and all, allows us to be more of who we really are. And the most successful people fail a lot, but they don't make their failures or imperfections mean anything bad about them or make them stop trying. They just know it means they have to try something else. So we really need to not take ourselves too seriously. I consciously, I have a goal to admit where I am wrong or failed at least once a day. Now, today I'm sharing with you, I love my window boxes in front of my house, but guess what? My fall purple flowers have been dead for like three weeks, like dead, super dead. They're still in there, but just dead. I'm a terrible gardener. I like the blooms. I love flowers, but I don't really like gardening. I'm, I'm really not good at it. So there you go. I drive up to my house and I love to see the window boxes, but I am admitting I am just, I am terrible at the regular watering. Okay. The fourth joy thief is trying to control other people. Now we think we can control what someone else is maybe thinking, how they're going to feel if we do or don't do something, how they're going to experience life, but we can't. All of the energy spent trying to do this is all in vain, and it takes away from the energy that we have to work on our goals and experience our lives. We then can't show up the way we want to, but we're responsible for our thoughts and emotions and actions, and we need to stand in our integrity. We are responsible for how we experience anything, and this reality helps us be better travelers with other humans in this life. We're going to see more ways to be kind and humble and generous. And here's the thing. We don't know what another person is supposed to experience in their journey. Lots of times we want to stop our children and others from struggling, from going through trials, from being sad. But what if that's exactly what they're meant to experience and what will make them stronger? So trying to control other people is us thinking that we know the right way to do things. And when we drop the control, we demonstrate also that we trust others to make the right decisions for themselves. And we can be much more loving and authentic. And we also don't blame them for how we feel. 
Now, the last joy thief is understanding clean pain and dirty pain. I have planned this as an upcoming podcast in and of itself, but here's a summary. This concept is amazing and really helps us handle trials and struggles in life in a much more mature way. So there are two types of pain we can feel. Clean pain is the pain we feel directly from an experience. So let's use the example that I'm let go from my job. I feel insecure about my future. I might feel a little rejection. I'm not looking forward to conducting a new job search. All the pain of losing a job. Now, in my presentation, I showed a slide of two sandwiches, one small with just one or two layers on the sandwich. And this is clean pain. It's like the layers on the small sandwich. But dirty pain was represented by a sandwich piled very high with layers and layers of items. These layers represent the pain and the negativity that we add to a situation. So the dirty pain of losing a job is when we say, oh, I am worthless and I will never find a job. No one will hire me. My boss hated me and my coworkers were out to get me. I might have to declare bankruptcy. So you see how the dirty pain adds more guilt and negativity to our lives. And it generally involves us judging ourselves and telling ourselves that something's wrong with us because of the clean pain. So watch when you think that you're adding layers to your pain sandwich. You're creating negativity. Okay, so now I have five tips to increase or maximize the joy and happiness in our lives. Now, first, learning to practice gratitude. This is going to be an upcoming podcast standalone topic as well. But back to quoting the amazing Dr. Brene Brown, in all of her interviews over 20 years, the people who she interviewed that experienced the most joy were people who actively practiced gratitude. So not an attitude of gratitude. They practiced it. They have daily practices that focus their minds and thoughts to see how much they have. It could be writing in a gratitude journal. It could be going around the dinner table saying what we're grateful for. My family has been doing that Uh, especially this week, and I want them to show gratitude for the big and the small. The other day, I said I was grateful for our panini maker. Like, how crazy cool is that kitchen tool? Our trip to France turned us all onto paninis. And that night, I was messaging my husband, who's out of the country, and I asked him, hey, what are you thankful for? We're going to share it right now at the dinner table. And of course, his response was, well, I'm thankful for all of you. So be grateful for the small daily things like your panini makers, but then the much more important relationships and blessings. Now you find your practice, but this will focus your brain on the good at each stop in your journey, and it's going to actually allow you to create space in your heart and life to accept more good. See, the thing is, we receive more of what we show thanks for, and gratitude always comes before joy. Okay, the second joy maximizer is learning to become a watcher of our thoughts. So what do we think about our life? We need to develop an awareness for the emotions that we feel on a daily basis and what thoughts we are thinking that are creating these emotions. And honestly, this takes practice. It takes stillness and curiosity. I work with my clients 
on this in every single coaching session, regardless of what their goals are or their struggles. And my biggest breakthroughs have come when I investigate and identify the thoughts creating problems for me. So start to examine your thoughts. Do you see life as working for you or against you? Can you possibly see how the universe has been conspiring for you and you're exactly where you should be? I like to practice seeing my thoughts up on a whiteboard in front of me. I just look at them. I try not to judge them as good or bad thoughts. And I examine if the emotions that they create are propelling me towards my potential. Okay, the third joy maximizer, which follows nicely from being a watcher of your thoughts, is developing a sense of abundance. So do you always see the cup as half full or half empty? Do you only see scarcity in another person or a situation or yourself? Or can you focus on what's right about a situation? So what's your perception about yourself and your identity? It's very important to develop a routine practice of acknowledging all of our gifts and talents and give thanks for these. Acknowledge these daily blessings and the lessons that they've helped us learn. And prior to starting my presentation this weekend, I handed out pieces of paper with a couple intro activities. And on it, I asked people to think of 10 things that they want and already have. So I challenge you to do this practice every year. It's really good around the holidays, but if you can do it even more often, it's even better. And I challenge you to list at least 25 things, people, relationships, jobs, experiences, so on. Identify these things that maybe five years ago you didn't have and you wanted, and now you do, and you still want. This will honestly radically change your emotions and your wants and the way you see your life. It allows very easy access to humility and gratitude. My list includes wanting a comfortable house with air conditioning and a finished basement and many other things. I want them and I have them. I want a beautiful purse and I have it. I want a husband and children and I have them. I want a car big enough to haul around as many people as we need to, and I have it. I want a refrigerator with a drawer just for my Diet Cokes, and I have it. Do you see how it goes? I bet you can easily fill your paper with 25 things. And I ask my kids to do this around Christmas and their birthdays because I want them to acknowledge their abundance before they ask for something. This really fills our hearts with gratitude and abundance. Okay, the fourth joy maximizer is to truly understand that there is never better than here. Did you get that? There is never better than here. Enjoy today. Don't put off being happy. Don't think that a future anything is going to make you happier than you could be today if you want to. So remember, future accomplishments and successes and destinations will come with their own set of positive and negative emotions, just different. And the old adage goes that the grass isn't greener on the other side. And that's totally true. So enjoy your lawn. Or in my case, I'm enjoying my dead window box flowers. But you know what? I am so grateful for those window boxes. Okay, the final joy maximizer is to release expectations of what we think life is supposed to be like. We need to be open to experiencing life exactly where we are. 
set goals, work toward them, but be open to suddenly being at a different destination than you would have picked. Honestly, fighting with reality is a losing battle 100% of the time. Imagine getting off a train in Miami and arguing for a week with someone that it's Chicago. There's just no point. So accepting you're in Miami allows you to start exploring the city a lot sooner. All right, so there you have it. Several tips and tools to practice to increase joy. I think often our joy is diminished when we tense up around the twists and turns of life. And honestly, I'm a world-class recovering tenser-upper. What if instead of tensing up, we leaned into the twists and turns? I shared with my group that at the Six Flags New England Amusement Park here in Massachusetts, we have a great ride called Superman. It was rated the best roller coaster in the world by roller coaster experts. Now, it isn't the highest or the fastest roller coaster, but the combination of the climbs and the falls and the turns and the scenery over a river have caused these experts to rate it the best roller coaster. And this past summer, my daughter waited outside Six Flags for it to open. And when it did, she and her friend raced to the back of the park and they were the first ones to ride Superman that day. What if we approach life the same way and we decide we're in it for the whole ride? The ups and downs, we're open to screaming and holding our hands up the whole way. We want to embrace our fears and we're open to finding the hilarious in our mistakes. These roller coaster days allow us to more fully relax and appreciate the days when we're sitting on the beach and reading. We can't have one without the other. So let's just enjoy them both. I'm looking for five people to go through a 2020 confidence course to do it now in 2019, just in time to create a calm holiday and kick off the year with increased confidence. And I'm offering it at a reduced rate. So please message me through my website or email Heidi at HeidiBenjaminson.com for details. Or you can check my Facebook page, Heidi Benjaminson Life Coach, and message me through that. Because when it comes down to it, Happiness and joy feel better than any other emotion. Have a great week.